Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me. I have come on to continue sharing this word with you. Today is the very last day to cast your ballot to early vote. It also is the last day of October, and we will close out the month which has been designated um, Domestic Violence Month. But allow me to reiterate the instructions regarding voting. If you have absentee ballots, please do not mail those and spread the word. At this point, they will not make it on time. I repeat, they will not make it on time. Absentee ballots will not make it on time if mailed. Instead, go to vote.org and place your name in the drop box. It will tell you where to go to cast your vote because it is too late to mail. So head down today and cast cast your vote. Make it a priority and take as many people as you possibly can. Do not delay. Today is the very last day to early vote. It ends today. Keep in mind that what we do today impacts our lives and those we love coming behind us tomorrow. There's a lot riding on this election, and we need to have a sense of urgency. There are tactics being used to suppress votes. I noticed it at my location. Attorneys are involved so that that illustrates the very nature of the importance of getting to the polls right now. Go as soon as you can. And, and pay close attention when you are going through the process at the voting booth. Be careful. Pay attention. Be sure to support candidates, rather male or female, whose overtones are reflective of their respect for women. We need women at the table. We need the women to be represented. Okay? And that flows me right into our topic for today. As we close out today, which is Domestic Violence Month. And let me give you that number really quick uh, to keep on hand, have on hand. And it's the Domestic Violence Hotline. That number is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. Okay, so I said yesterday that we would talk about why is it that a woman may stay in an abusive relationship, be it a physically um, abusive relationship or an emotionally abusive relationship. Okay, is it that Why is it that a woman may stay? Remain in abusive relationships, a situation, or a marriage. There are reasons, but let us not be concerned with why. Right now, 
Rather, let's ask, why does he feel like it's okay for him to abuse her? I first want to tell you, love doesn't hurt. Love does not hurt. I have experienced what I would consider emotional abuse. And I serve to be that voice to a woman who do not have a voice. Something inside forced me. I was compelled. I heard the call to become that voice. I had some resistance, some hesitance because of judgment. But I soon was pricked and learned that my life is not my own. And it's truly a freeing experience now that I've taken ownership of it. Because it's bigger than you and it's bigger than me. Souls are the most important thing. I'm just a vessel here on assignment, ready and willing to be used in whatever capacity, walking in purpose. It was a journey. Often, I could not understand the hardship, the heartache, eventually growing weary while doing good. Got off track. I'm human, but I can stand before you today, consecrated, healthy in mind, body, and spirit, experienced and able to teach one, try to reach one, and right my wrongs and get the job done for the master. He did not have to pull me out. So, I have no choice. I believe that I was created to speak up and speak out. I really do. I have a voice to be able to help other women to get their voice back, their dignity back, their confidence back, their faith back, to name a few. It's nothing to be ashamed of. The shame is what holds us back and keep us stuck. The only person you need to care about judging you is the one who created you, made you, and have sustained you this far. It's not too hard or impossible For the one who made you, the one who created you. Emotional abuse has its place in this arena. And women need to be educated on what is abuse, what it looks like. You know what it feels like. Some women do not know they are being emotionally abused. We need to talk about those things, discuss those things. Had I not gone through what I went through, had I not been healed on the network, 
where would I be? Likely still in such a situation. So don't contend with judgment. Don't worry about judgment. Surrender. Be free and become all you were created to be. Because you were not created to be abused, be it physically or emotionally. You were not created for that. I am consecrated and I bring messages from a connected place. And I was stuck. I was stuck, concerned about judgment. So many of you are stuck for lack of a better word, because of judgment. Do you know that God's God's word says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on us, on it, separates close friends. Okay, let me read that again. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. It just means that he won't remember our sins once he has forgiven them. And let me read Micah 7 and 19. You will have mercy on us again. You will conquer our sins. You will throw away all our sins into the deepest part of the sea. Sea of forgetfulness represents a place where our sins are sent very far away from us so that they can no longer affect us. So why would I want to dwell Scripture means we are no longer judged by our sins. And that fact frees us to live life in a way that pleases God. When we free judgment, we are tempted to sin even more. Okay? When we fear judgment, we are tempted to sin even more because we don't come out of that place. We don't come out of that place because we want to escape from the fear of judgment. And sin is often pleasurable for a time. Let me read that again. And that's Hebrews 11 and 25 since I put my two cents in there. When we fear judgment, we are tempted to sin even more because we want to escape from the fear of judgment and sin is often pleasurable for a time. And again, that's Hebrews chapter 11 verse 25. So God forgives and cleanses. Our sins are no longer 
in a part of the equation and will not be remembered. Okay, again, God forgives and cleanses. Our sins are no longer part of the equation and will not be remembered. And we can refer to Jeremiah 31 and 34 and Hebrews 8 and 12. And let me read this final scripture to you from coming from uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, King James Version. And it reads, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's it right there. That's it. And from the New Living Translation, it reads, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And that is all that matters. Now let's get back to domestic violence and emotional abuse. No woman wants to be abused. No woman wants to be in an abusive situation. Many things keep a woman in an abusive situation because she feels like she has no options. Okay? Some of the things that are reported, isolated from family, forbidden to work. He is the sole provider. He has told her over and over and over and over again, you're not going to make it without me. You don't have any support. You do not have anywhere to go and no one is going to want you. And if you hear that long enough and you will start to believe it. And so she may start to feel hopeless. And if she is not connected with a community that will let her know what's available out there for her, she may think she is stuck. And she may be unable to leave. This can apply to lifestyle. This can apply to having the house, the car, on the house on the hill, the car. What we've been taught, we've been taught to fight for it. Let's bring economic empowerment into this talk. And think about it. If you are in a domestic violence situation where your life was in danger and the solution was provided to you, the solution that was provided to you was you need to leave your home as you know it now. You need to pack up your family. You need to move. Think about it. Think about all that goes with that. You have to find a new place to live. You have to get first and last month's rent. You have to get your kids enrolled in a new school. You have to have transportation to be able to move. You have to have help to be able to move. You have to pick up 
your life. You have to pick up your life as you know it. You've got to get utilities established. You have to get groceries to put on the table. And you've been asked to do this in 48 hours. How many of us would be able to do something like that? Especially when you think about first and last month's rent and the security deposit. Just think on that. So now let's cover emotional abuse, verbal, physical abuse. If you have a friend or family member in that situation, what would you tell them to do? Okay? I advise you not to back off. One of the goals of the abuser is to isolate their victim so that they don't know there is another way of life. Instead, be a strong supporter. Be a listening ear for that person who is going through. You want to make sure you are not judgmental. You can never say what you would or would not do until you actually are in that situation, in a person's shoes. And what they need is support because they are not going to leave the first time. Statistics show a woman will be abused by her abuser seven times before she finally breaks from that relationship. So although we may get frustrated that she is staying in that relationship, that she is working through her process. It's a process. Leaving a domestic violence relationship, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, it could be a process, not an event. A person doesn't just get out of an emotionally abusive, physical, physically abusive, verbally abusive. They don't just get up and say, oh, I'm going to leave today. I'm over it today. She has to put things into place. So you have to continue to love on her and support her and show her the love of Christ. Introduce her to people in your circle who may have resources that can help her. Help her understand there's another way of life and there is a way out. And maybe she doesn't know that. And maybe you are that glimmer of hope that help her understand, okay, maybe somebody can help me. Maybe there is an organization. Maybe I'm not the only one who has been through this. When she opens up, you can potentially put her in contact with people who could potentially 
save her life. So, what would you say to a woman who is in this predicament right now? Rather, it's verbal abuse, emotional or physical abuse. What would you say? First, let me say, it's not your fault. Take no ownership in that. What you are going through, you did not cause any of that. So you don't take any ownership in that. You don't have to stay stuck where you are. There are statewide agencies, domestic hotlines that will connect you with local services in your area. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want to go into a shelter. Calling a woman's shelter doesn't mean that you have to go into a shelter. They can help you with financial resources. They can help you with locating housing. They can help you with getting a protective order if necessary. So things are available if you are in a physically abusive relationship or situation. The main thing is you just want to make sure that you're safe. Emotional abuse is a little different. You know, it's a little different, but it's still that process. Okay, so let's end on this. Asking this question. So what is it that we need to do? We need to establish healthy dating relationships. We need to have conversations with our girls and boys. Asking them and teaching them. Have your parents ever told you what it means to be in a healthy relationship? Most of us were not. Okay, so that's what we need to start having conversations about what's healthy. You know, what what does a healthy relationship look like? Because love does not hurt. So that's all I have to share with you on the topic. Okay? Because we must be strategic in our efforts to make sure that we are living lives that are productive and, I mean, just all that the Creator has, you know, created life for us to be, you know, to be healthy and whole. And there are a couple of things I wanted to add. When we have these conversations, we need to have these conversations early and we need to have them often. And I wanted to additionally say regarding my assignment, you know, as far as being willing and ready to be used for whatever my capacity is and walking in purpose is a journey. And when I said I got off track, I'm not talking about after consecrated. I'm talking, you know, way back, way back. And sometimes we allow, you know, 
um, our previous experiences and things we've gone through to hold us back and to um, allow us to be stuck because we're afraid of judgment. So I just wanted to make sure that it's understood that's not something, you know, new that's from, you know, way back. Okay, so that's all I have for you. And I look forward to sharing with you much more, much sooner than later. Good day.